Good evening, everybody. Time to start. Get in here. <laughs> Tonight we'll have one song, uh, then we'll have announcements. I was busy with the projector, so I didn't even check who that was. We'll have announcements, two more songs, and then we'll have our lesson this evening. Uh, if you were in here early enough, you would have seen me playing with the projector. It is not working again, uh, and I could not figure out anything that was wrong with it. So this is a songbook-only night. Uh, so if you would grab your songbooks, our first song tonight is number 937. <laughs> 937, I stand in awe. And we'll do this twice through. If you would let's stand for this song, please. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody's looking at their books, so let's. I stand in awe. You are beautiful beyond description. Please be seated. Good evening, church family. 
couple announcements before we have our devotional. Um, first off, uh, the freezer's not working, and there's a lot of buns that were uh, in the freezer. Um, so please take a, um, how many are in there, 12? Hamburger and hot dog buns. So take all you want. Um, don't let them go to waste. Uh, but they're in the freezer. They're out. They're, um, so please grab some. The freezer's not working. So hamburger and hot dog buns. They're free. You don't have to pay anything for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, uh, this coming Saturday is the Fort Hill Gathering at the Knapp's house at uh, 6 o'clock. So all, uh, um, all the ones who went to Fort Hill, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for the Knapp's, and it's at uh, 5 o'clock. Okay, it's all right. Uh, 5 o'clock at the Knapp's house. Uh, should be a lot, a lot of fun. Thank you for the Knapp's for opening their home to do that event. Uh, Tuesday, August 1st, is a mystery trip and Devo. Um, all kids need to wear athletic clothing and bring $10. Uh, they will be leaving the building at 3 p.m. Also, Tuesday, August 8th, uh, the boys will meet at the Knapp's house and the girls will meet at uh, Portia Davis's house for a pool party and hot dogs and have a lot of fun at the pool. And then after that, they will be talking about purity. Um, Friday through Saturday, August 11th through the 12th, um, the kids will be going to a group campsite reserved at Beach Fork State Park. Uh, they, they will need uh, 10 tents for this site. Uh, if they can at least get 10 families, the cost will be $16 per family. And if they get more, the price will go down from there. Uh, but they'll eat supper together that Friday night, go on an overlook hike. And that's where they'll have their devotional. They'll have hot dogs, s'mores that night and sing around the campfire. Uh, Saturday morning, they'll eat breakfast together and enjoy some free time. Uh, this event is for preschool through high school. Um, updates on uh, church activities. Uh, as a reminder, this Sunday is Friends Day in Potluck. There will be 1 o'clock service, no 6 o'clock service. Um, also, uh, Wednesday, August 2nd, Stepping Stone Supper. Uh, spaghetti, all right, spaghetti's on the menu uh, for that, um, and that is at 5.30. That I think about 5.30. And then uh, Tuesday, August 22nd, will be Young at Heart, and we will be heading to China One. Uh, Updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep Jimmy Wilgus in your prayers. He's doing his treatments at Columbus. Um, his cancer's back, so remember him in your prayers. Uh, keep Sean Maynard and Jim Haney and Amber Spitzer in your prayers as they continue with their cancer treatments. Um, also, remember, uh, uh, keep Chris's mom, Debbie, in your prayers as well. Uh, she is still at, is she still at St. Mary's? Cavill? Okay, she's at Cavill. Uh, she's having some internal bleeding at this time, so keep Debbie in your prayers. And also, Mary, continue to keep Mary. That's Joe and Sandy's granddaughter in your prayers as she's dealing with uh, type 1 diabetes. Um, and also keep all the ones that are traveling at this time. We have so many that aren't here because they're on vacation or whatever, but uh, keep them on your prayers as well. That's all the announcements I have. Is there anything else I may have missed? All right, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here this evening, Lord, to 
be able to apply what we learn today in our classes, to apply what we learn to our everyday lives, Lord. Help us to grow spiritually. Help us in our prayer life to grow closer to you, Lord. Help us as we read your word that we would build a stronger relationship and, and gain wisdom from what we learn in our classes today, Lord, that we would be able to share it within our community, within our workplace, Lord, with our friends, Lord, and share your plan of salvation, Lord, so that way we can seek and save the lost, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our elders here at Rome, Lord. We ask for you to give them the wisdom, keep them safe, give them the guidance they need, Lord. Lord, we ask you to be with our widows and our shut-ins at this time, Lord. We ask you to let us be an encouragement to them. Let us check on them on a regular basis, Lord. Lord, I pray that you also, uh, this time I pray for all the ones that are dealing with cancer. Be with Jimmy and Sean and, and Jim and, and Amber this time, Lord. Just be with them and the cancer treatments that they are going through, Lord. And, and be with the families and doctors that are taking care of them, Lord. Lord, we ask you to be with Debbie at this time. That um, and find out what's causing the bleeding with her, Lord. Heal her. Get her back to 100% healthy, Lord. We ask you to, to be with the family at this time. Lord, we also ask you to be with Mary, Lord. Knowing that she's going through a life-changing situation in her life, Lord. That you give her the strength and guidance and be with the family who who are taking this on as well, Lord, and knowing it's a life-changing uh, thing for them too, Lord. But we ask you to, to be with all who are sick and, and be with the ones that are not here, Lord. We ask you to be with the ones who are traveling at this time. Let, let them get to their destination safely and make it back home safely, Lord. Lord, most of all, we thank you for so much for you sending your son to die on the cross for us, Lord. For example, that he had of love and compassion and patience and forgiveness, Lord, that he showed us, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for that example and, and you loving us and, and, and you allowing that to happen, Lord. Lord, I pray that one day we'll be with you for eternity. It's in Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. Our next song this evening is number 888. 888. I don't see fingers turning pages, so songbook only tonight, guys. 888. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving me.
Let's turn a couple pages over to 883. 883. It'll be our song before the lesson. 883, all three verses. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the song of invitation if you want to mark that be number 263 263 i am coming lord i had a really striking image i wanted to share with you tonight but the powerpoint's out so i'm sad so grab your phones if you want to and see my image, see the image, and type in Kingfisher diving into water. Kingfisher, it's a bird, Kingfisher diving into water. And you can see the image. It is really, really beautiful. Uh, the guy that took it, his name is Alan McFadden. Alan McFadden. It took him six years, 4,200 hours, 
and 720,000 photos to get this one photo. Isn't that amazing? He tried for six years to get this picture. Took him 720,000 photos, but on this one time he got the right shot, and it is, it's beautiful. It's really, really neat. It started me thinking, this guy didn't like giving up, did he? There's not an awful lot of quit in this guy. Uh, and I thought, man, that is, that is a biblical idea. Sometimes it's difficult to continue working at the fervor and with the passion and at the speed that we should be. Does God call us to do our best? He absolutely does, doesn't he? He calls us to do everything possible in our power to make his kingdom better and bigger. And there's really not any excuses for not doing that, for not working in that kind of fashion. This, this photo reminded me of that, that thought. This guy had so much stick with itness. I don't know if there's a word for, uh, for, for this, this resolution. Uh, he refused to quit. There needs to be an awful lot more refusal to quit in us. I'm told that something like 10% of the congregation does about 90% of the work. And in my experience, I found that to be true. And I think it's you. I think it's the Wednesday evening crowd. I think it's the Sunday night crowd that do 90% of the work of the church. So tonight I wanted to encourage you. Don't quit. Don't quit. Back in 1 Kings chapter 19, we see a guy who's ready to quit. And God encourages him. And we see even more benefits to God's kingdom through this man. His name's Elijah, and you know his story. In fact, you know even how his story ends. His story ends unlike anyone, excuse me, <coughs> oh man, I swallowed a bug. Like, unlike anyone, his story ends unlike anyone else's in all of Scripture. There's one other guy that his story sort of ends like Elijah's, but Elijah's is even more fabulous than even his. The first guy that was taken to heaven without dying, his name is Enoch. And we don't really know anything else about him. He's, he's one of Adam's uh, near descendants, but the Lord, the Bible says that he walked with the Lord and he was not. And so we understand that he was taken up into heaven without dying. Everyone else besides him and Elijah have to get to heaven or have to die to get to heaven. But that's not true for Elijah, is it? A fiery chariot, you remember the story, he comes down. A chariot that's on fire, an angelic chariot comes down from heaven to earth and it grabs Elijah and it takes him back up to heaven and he was not. But that's the end of his story. And so right now we're looking in 1 Kings chapter 19 toward the end of it. He has faced down 850 priests of Baal and Azra. That's an incredible number, right? Has it ever felt like everyone, literally everyone around you is against you? Because that's how Elijah feels. And it's not unwarranted. He's right. Everyone else around him is against him. And it is against Yahweh. The things he loves, no one else loves. They don't even care about them. The things that he cherishes the most, everyone else is fine rubbing them in the dirt. Degrading them. Ridiculing them. In fact, they ridicule him and try to kill him because of his beliefs. And so he's tempted to just stop. After so long, after being so faithful and seeing so much revolution, really, 
has swept through Israel. After seeing so much of that, you would think at this point in 1 Kings 19 that Elijah is rejuvenized, but he's not. He's struggling. And sometimes we get there, don't we? We, we find after such a long life in his service that we get a little tired, don't we? We find some difficulties in, in either life or sometimes the people around us drag us down a bit. May that never be said of the church. We need to drag each other up. We need to pull each other up. In fact, you don't have to turn there, but you know the passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Toward the end of the passage, as he has been talking about the second coming, uh, some of the Thessalonian brethren have, have just quit their job and they, they've, they've decided that they want to be with the church full time. Great idea. But Paul says it's not good because you're forcing the church to take care of every, your every need. But he's talking about the second coming and he's telling them you're not going to get left behind. And in fact, the ones who have already died inside of Christ, they're not going to get left behind. And he tells them what the second coming is going to look like. And you need to go back through and read that at some point. But at verse 18, in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 18, he says, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so it was their responsibility in Thessalonica to drag each other up, to encourage each other, to lift each other up by their lives as well as by their words. Sometimes when you're, and you know this well, when you're in the 10% that's working, you look at the other 90% and you think, you're making it harder on me, right? I feel like I'm alone. First Kings 19, Elijah felt like he was alone, but he wasn't really, was he? Look down in verse 18, First Kings chapter 19, verse 18. As God is dismissing Elijah, he's given him several things to do, right? He's told, he's told him, in fact, that he's going to appoint kings, two kings, over uh, other nations. One over uh, Syria and one over um, Israel. And he's even going to get to appoint his successor. So he's no longer alone. These two kings are going to be working for God. Just when it feels like you're alone... You're not alone. There's two kings here that, uh, that God has appointed to work. And he is allowing Elijah to, uh, to appoint his successor, Elisha. And he's going to be working. But even more than that, in verse 18, he says, Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed them. There's still people working here, right? 7,000 is just a number. He didn't, this is not... Like there were 6,999 6, and then one more said, I'm not, I'm not going to bow the knee to Baal. This is a figurative number. It's not literally 7,000, but there are many, many, many thousands. At least many thousands that have not bowed the knee to Israel. Just when Elijah thought he was alone. Just when he thought giving up was the only recourse. Just when he was so exhausted he couldn't do anything else. God breathed new life into him, didn't he? Paul talks about that quite a bit. One of the passages that he's going to point to in this regard is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It's another verse you know well. He says in Galatians 6, verse 9, And let us not grow weary of doing good, 
For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. If you look back up into the previous section there, he's been talking to the Galatian brethren, the Galatian congregation, about their works. And he wants them to know just because you're allowed to mock God by the way that you live your life for this amount of time does not mean that he's overlooked that. In fact, what you reap, you will also sow. Or what you sow, you'll also reap, right? There's that bug again. <laughs> what you sow, you'll also reap. He says it's true here. If you reap a, or if you sow an evil life that's not concerned about anybody except yourself, if you're not willing to drag other people up, if you're not willing to work, that's what you're going to reap. God's going to ignore you. You're going to be cast out. But he's also, to these brethren who are doing good things, who are trying, who are trying to be the 10%, he says, what you sow, you're going to reap as well. And so you stay with it. You don't get tired of doing good things. You keep on going. And guess what? You get to reap benefits of that kind of life, of those sacrifices too. In Revelation chapter 2, we're reminded of a beleaguered church who is struggling. In Smyrna, they are just about, they're on the cusp of giving their lives for their faith. It hasn't happened yet, but it's coming, and it's coming very shortly. And so Jesus wants to remind them in verse 10, don't fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for 10 days you will have tribulation. It's coming. Life's hard, right? But what? Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. That's what we're after, isn't it? That's the reward. That's why we live like we live. And so we encourage one another with these words. We build each other up with these words that you stay with it. Just like our friend that took this picture of the Kingfisher, 720,000 pictures later. I can't even imagine 720,000 pictures. I've got something like 10,000 on my phone. And when I switched over, the dude thought I was insane for keeping 10,000 pictures on my phone. Can you imagine 720,000 pictures and the dedication that it takes to do that? We need to be more like that. More dedicated, more focused, less quit. There can't be any quit in us. We're the faithful few. And he says, if you're faithful unto death, I'll give you the crown of life. And so that's what we're waiting for. That's what we're striving for. That's what we're fighting for. So tonight, if you're struggling, you need the prayers of this congregation to be faithful all the way to death. We want to aid you in that regard. If you haven't been baptized into Christ tonight, your sins are still on your record. You're still accountable for those things, but it doesn't have to be the way it is. Through the power of baptism, they can be, your sins can be washed away and you can become brand new. A creation that is created just for Him, just for good works. Tonight, if you have any need, why don't you come as we stand and sing?
pray with me, please. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for letting us all be able to come out here and worship you again, Lord. Dear Lord, thank you for Chris and his lesson this evening. Let us be able to have learned something from it and take it home and to apply it to our lives. Dear God, I ask that you would be with those on the prayer list and all those that only you know the name of. Be with the military, the first responders, the firemen, everyone that takes care of us, Lord. Be with us as we go to Bible study. Let us go and learn your word. And uh, let us all go home safely. In Jesus' name we ask this prayer. Amen.